Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. We have a lot of ground to cover. Um, somebody say glory this morning. If you can't say glory, say glory. Say, I am crowned with glory. John 17 verse 22, Jesus says, And the glory which you gave me, I've given them, that they may be one just as we are one. Psalm 8 verse 4, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than the angels, Elohim. You've made him a little lower than yourself. We created in God's image, but we are not God. We are God's children. Amen. He says, you have crowned him, her, with glory and honor. You have made him, you've made her to have dominion. That means rulership over the work of your hands. And you have put all things under his feet. I want to continue to talk this morning. I have a lot of ground to cover. I'm going to be teaching on that crown of glory that God placed upon your head. It's a crown of glory and it's a crown of honour. It is a crown that guarantees dominion and rulership. You were never created by God or designed by God for defeat. You were created, created by God to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. So we're going to have to change the way we think about ourselves. Amen. You're not a beggar, you are not an orphan, you are not a slave, you are a son, you are a daughter, you are appointed, you are anointed, you are chosen by God in Jesus' name. You are highly favoured and I'm going to say it again and again, you are crowned, God crowned you with glory and honour. 1 John chapter 4 verse 4, the Bible says you are of God, you hail from God, little children and have overcome them. Whatever life throws against you, God means for you to overcome. Because He who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So we saw what God's glory means. The word glory, kavot, means importance. I'm talking to you this morning, okay. You're not insignificant. You're not a nobody. You're important. You're important to God and you are important to fulfill your destiny and you need to see yourself as important. I never said arrogant, I said important. You are important as a doctor. You are important as an advocate. You are important as a lawyer. You are important as a teacher. God wants to crown, God, not God wants to crown you, God uh, wants to recrown you or God wants you to put that crown of glory back on your head because I think a lot of people have taken that crown off because of circumstances and they carry themselves not as kings in this life. So that crown of glory brings weightiness to your life. It brings deference and heaviness. Not a spirit of heaviness, but 
God wants to turn you into a heavy weight. Amen. We need some heavy weight Christians. I'm not talking about 500 pound Christians. I'm talking about people that carry substance, people that carry glory. Because to do what God called you to do, you are going to need to wear that crown of glory. You're going to have to stop thinking like your old self and stop acting like a slave and stop acting like a beggar. And you're going to have to begin to carry yourself the way God says you are. As a king crowned with glory, highly favored by God as somebody blessed, not somebody looking for the blessing of God. Now, just a little illustration. Come here, beautiful lady. Um, the Bible says He crowns you with glory and honor. I, I, I wanted her back on the stage because she carries herself. Is it fine? Okay, adjusted. Uh, because she carries herself uh, uh, with dignity. Amen. Um, I, I think uh, uh, we were taught by religion and culture to, uh, you know, just uh, if, you are, if, you, if you're humble, you're a nobody. Nothing can be further than the truth. Humility is, is living reliant and dependent upon the grace of God, that which Jesus did for you already. So God says, I crowned you. So in the mind of God, you are crowned with glory and honor. God's never going to take that crown off of you. The only person who can take that crown off is you. And you can replace that crown with, I can't take the crown off girl, you have to take it off yourself. Because that's what people did. And you're going to have to put on that ugly crown. Because that crown is your thought life. As a man thinketh, so is he. That crown. God says, I've crowned you with glory, but your mind is filled with thoughts of shame. Uh, thoughts of regret, thoughts of defeat, thoughts of fear, thoughts of inferiority, thoughts of low self-esteem, thoughts of victimization, thoughts of despair, thoughts of bitterness. People put on the crown that God never called them to wear. And you can see it on their faces. You can see it through their actions. Because I'm going to say it again. When God created you in Genesis chapter 1, He creates you in His image, in His likeness. And He puts His life within you, the Spirit of God. And He commands you to be fruitful and multiply. He creates you to have dominion. That means to subdue circumstances, to subdue devils and demons, to subdue adversity. So when people say, Pastor, under the circumstances, I'm doing okay. I want to shout it out. You forgot who you are. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places and you are crowned with honor and glory. Come on. We're going to have to get rid of our stinking thinking. We're going to have to take that crown off, that crown of depression, that crown of misery, that crown of suffering, that crown of loneliness, that crown of inferiority, that crown of low self-esteem, that crown of regret and shame, whatever that crown is, and we are going to have to re-crown ourselves with glory. Come on, somebody shout glory. We're going to have to carry ourselves like kings and priests the way God called us to be in Jesus' name. Because if you are going to go the places where God called you to go and accomplish the things God has called you to do, it is not going to be by your might or power. It's going to be by the Spirit of God. So you need that crown of glory. You need the weight of God's presence upon your life. You need the blessing of God, the favor of God upon your life because God is going to open doors that no one can shut. God is going to move mountains that have been standing in your way. You better get ready for your enemies to come and bow before you. Shout amen and give the Lord a praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. 
So there are eight things that this crown of glory will do for you. And I want to start, I don't know how far we're going to get, but I have to teach this. Because the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you think down here, you will live down here. If you think like a beggar, you will act like a beggar. If you think that you are lacking something, you will act like somebody lacking something. You have to change your mindset, your attitude about who you are and who God created you to be. You were created in His image. You were created a little lower than God. But then God says, I crowned you with glory and honor. I put my stamp of glory. I put my weight upon you. And remember when Jesus came, He restored what? The glory that Adam lost. He brought back glory. That's why we are transformed into His image from glory to glory. And it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. All those words mean weightiness. People want to make it super spiritual. God has anointed you for this hour. So um, we need people to understand this. And with um, the elections coming, we need heavyweight politicians. Nothing to do with your age. You can be a 30-year-old and God can raise you up to be a premier. You can be a a, a 40-year-old or an 85-year-old. And God says, I'm going to put that crown of glory upon you. No matter your failures, no matter your mistakes, no matter your mishaps, I'm not done with you. I'm not finished with you. Stop beating yourself over the head and allow me to put that crown of glory upon you again. So the first thing, the crown of glory, God's kabod on your life will bring is God's favor. Everybody say favor. We need God's favor to accomplish what God called us to accomplish. We need favor not only with God, but we need favor with man. We need favor with our enemies. The church needs favor with this government. Say amen. We need favor in our communities. So when David or or, or Moses cries out in Exodus chapter 33, verse 12 to 19, David says, you have been telling me, take these people to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me and have told me, I know you by name and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways. So God's favor will open your eyes to see as a doctor, a lawyer, an architect, the ways of God, the future that God has for you. God never created you to stumble around in the, in the dark. God has a sure path for you. So God wants you to be sure-footed in life, to go from glory to glory. You may be in a pit today, but you're not going to stay in the pit. You may be in a prison today, but you are not going to stay in the prison. God's favor is going to get you out of the pit, out of the prison, into the palace that God has for you, whatever that means in your life. So he says, and the Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. So when God is with you, everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. Everything, no matter what you're facing. Because God says, I will go with you. Not only does God say, I will go with you. God says, I will go before you. So we need to keep this ground of glory, which means we remind ourselves, I'm anointed. I'm appointed. 
I have God with me. The Spirit of God is upon me. God lives on the inside of me. God's guiding presence lives on the inside of me. Come on. The greater one lives on the inside of me. We have to think spiritual. We have to think Christ-like because Christian means little anointed one. Appointed to carry the anointing of God in your world. So when you're in surgery and, and, and suddenly there's a complication, God's glory is there to show you. When you're at the negotiating table, and you don't know what to do, God's glory is there. You can tap in it by the gifts of the Spirit. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, amen. Come on, man. You that work under pressure, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you don't know what to do, but then the answer jumps up in the name of Jesus. You prepare the proposal, and when you walk into the meeting, you see it's a bad proposal. And then by the, on the spur of the moment, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you change your presentation, and God gives you favor in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, get ready for the favor of God to go before you. When you walk into the appointment, God's favor is there. When you go for the job interview, God's favor is there, because God's says with favor I will surround you as with a shield say favor in Jesus name then Moses said if you don't personally go with us don't make us leave this place how will anyone know that you look favorably on me and on the people if you don't go with us for your presence among us sets us me and the people apart from all the people on the earth so so family we may look like everybody else but we are not like everybody else we have something on the inside. We have glory. We have the presence of God. We may wear the same fashion, but we have something different on the inside. We have this glory in an earthen vessel. People can look at us like they look at everybody else, but we have God's favor. We have God's glory. We are carriers of God's favor. We have the unfair advantage. So stop minimizing yourself and downsizing yourself and begin to say that I am highly favored and I have a crown of glory upon my head in Jesus' name. Amen. So even Jesus, Luke chapter 2 verse 52, the Bible says, He increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So that's what God's Spirit did. He increased in wisdom. God's glory will cause you to be wise. He increased in stature. It means He carried Himself differently with dignity and authority with confidence. Uh, we are so scared to be confident that because we've been so taught that we should be humble in the wrong way. So when we see confident people, we misconstrue it as arrogance. No, you better walk in there and believe I'm the best to operate on you. I'm the best to defend you. I'm the best to help you in this situation because I have God's glory. When you go on that model ramp, you have to say I'm the best because I'm not just going to radiate natural beauty. I'm going to radiate something much more attractive. And that is God's glory on the inside in Jesus name. So Isaiah 60, he has a word for some of you. The Bible says, the sons of those who afflicted you shall come bowing before you because of God's favor. Those who despised you shall fall prostrate at the soles of your feet. They shall call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Listen, 
people that try to shut the church down during COVID, they're going to be running to the church in Jesus' name. Amen. He says, whereas you've been forsaken and hated so that no one went through you, I will make you an eternal excellence, a joy of many generations. So God's glory will give you favor with number one, your enemies, number two, your customers, number three, your debtors and creditors, number four, your community, number five, your place of employment, number six, your family, number seven, with believers in the name of Jesus. Think about Joseph. When his brothers stripped a coat of favor from him, they could not strip the favor of God from him. They tried to take something from the outside, but they could not take what God deposited on the inside. And that, my brother and sister, is called favor. Genesis 39 verse 24, the Lord was with Joseph. That's what Moses says. God, if you are with me, your favor will follow me. And he was a successful man. And he was in the house of the master, the Egyptian. And the master saw that the Lord was with him. So those who employed you will keep you because you're going to be so good at your job. Whatever you touch will be blessed. You are the excellent one. You are the standout one. You are the 10 times better one because of God. Oh, come on, man. Don't sit and look at me like this. Give the Lord a praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, I say it not uh, for sympathy, but some of you sit here like you have no energy. I had the 24-hour bug yesterday. I sat on the toilet all day, and I'm preaching to inspire you. So take the word. Amen. Don't sit there lifeless. If you sat on the toilet like me yesterday, act a little bit lifeless. Thank you. Yeah. My word. I could have got somebody else to go and preach here this morning. So his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. This is how the word so means Joseph found favor in his sight because whatever he touched was blessed. Why? Because God was with him. And because God was with him, he was good at what he did. No, he was excellent. And that gave him favor. And he made him overseer in his house. Get ready for a promotion. If you're not a lazy bum, get ready for God to exalt you. If you're not somebody that shows up late for work, get ready for God to take you places you never thought possible because of His favor upon your life in Jesus' name. Number two, I have to go quickly. 14 minutes left. God's glory upon your life will take you places you never thought you could go. And I know some of you don't like to hear about these things, but that holiday you never thought you would enjoy. You say, that sounds carnal. Well, you do live in this flesh, don't you? So uh, I never thought ever I could go ski. It was always a dream of us narrating me to go ski in the Alps. Then one day somebody just blessed us with a ski holiday and put us in a very fancy hotel. We didn't have two cents to rub together. But somebody just came from England and said, we're going to bless you. We want to bless you. What was that? That was God's favor. Amen. Hallelujah. God's favor. When Paul got saved, Paul was persecuting the church. The favor of God comes upon him when God says to Ananias, go tell him that he's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings and children of Israel. So get ready for, for God to take you. 
to higher places. Get ready for God to give you favor with directors, with CEOs, with decision makers, because God's favor will take you places you never thought possible. Don't settle for down here. You have a crown of glory and honor. You have a crown of rulership on your head. That means God called you to rule. God called you to be the head. God called you to rise to the top. Like cream doesn't stay at the bottom, cream rises to the top. We are God's people. We are God's chosen. We don't stay down and out. We are not created for the bottom. We are created for the top. Why? Because God said so. God created us and God crowned us with glory and honor in Jesus name. So some of you need to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Some of you need to stop settling for second best. Some of you have to get a desire for acceleration in your life. Some of you have to pray for God to promote you. Some of you have to get your dream and your vision back in Jesus name. You're doing good but you're going to do better because the righteous is 10 times better. That's what the Bible says. I know when people hear this for the first time, they say, well, I don't like this. Yeah, because you've been so brainwashed by religion and tradition. You've been so taught by everybody that you're a nobody and that you average. There's nothing average about you. God never created you to be average. Average is the top of the bottom or the bottom of the top. God created you to be excellent. God created you to excel. God created you to have dominion. Shout amen in Jesus' name. Come on. So Deuteronomy 28 verse 1, God says, It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high. You don't need drugs to go high. You don't need to be a sugar daddy to go high. You don't need to sleep with a director to go high. The Lord will set you high above all nations in the earth. And these blessings shall come upon you, overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in Pretoria, Durban, Bloemfontein. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country, Freistadbur. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground. That generational curse is broken over your bloodline, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle. Somebody say increase in Jesus' name. Come on, what is your expectation? People don't be so neutral. What is your expectation? Your expectation is to increase. We have a covenant of multiplication and increase. God created Adam to have dominion. And then the first instruction God gave Adam was be fruitful and multiply. I tell you that God's glory gives you the ability. God's covenant, God's glory, God's weight, God's heaviness, God's favor upon your life gives you the ability to be fruitful and to multiply and to increase. Shout increase in Jesus' name. It says, blessed shall be your basket. Blessed shall be your kneading bowl for all the bakers here. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you to be defeated. Hallelujah. Before you. They shall come out against you one way and they will flee before you seven ways. So, so stop worrying about the devil and begin to focus on the glory and, 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 and a hunger more for glory because God's presence will defeat your enemies. God's presence will confuse your enemies. God's presence will cause your enemies to make peace with you. God's presence will cause your enemies to bow before you. Those who despise you will come and bow before you. Come on, that's what God says because of God's kavod, God's glory, God's heaviness upon your life. 
So, um, uh, people that have underrated you, it's their problem. They may see a shepherd boy, you're a king. You're on your way. I said you're on your way. People may look at you as that person just isn't going to amount to anything, but they don't know you're in a place of preparation. They don't know that you're praying to God secretly. They don't know that God is getting ready to promote you publicly and to bless you publicly. It's just a matter of time in Jesus' name. God says, I'm going to give you your land right in that season. I'm going to bless all the work of your hands. Look at your hands this morning. I know some of you won't do anything I ask this morning. That's fine. Those of you that are with me, look at your hands this morning and say, these hands are blessed. Say it again. These hands are blessed. Amen. Okay, say this now. Say, whatever I touch is blessed. Now touch yourself in your head. Yeah, you're blessed. You're blessed. Some of you are more blessed. You have more glory. You're glowing under these lights. Amen. It says the Lord will make you the head. I didn't write this. This is the Bible. You follow Him. You obey Him. You believe what God says about you. God says I'm going to make you the head. You're going to walk a journey that will take you higher. And even if setbacks come, which they do happen in life, when tragedy comes, which happens to people, God says you're not going to stay down and out. You remind yourself that I am with you. I will give you favour. I will restore the years that the locusts have stolen, the canker worm have eaten. My glory will not abandon you. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on my promises. You stay true to me and you pursue me and you follow me and I will walk you through your valley. I will take you back to that table where you will feast. I will anoint your head with fresh oil. I really believe that many of us need to get touched in our minds again, not just in our spirits, because you're not thinking like a king. And I'll say it again, the Bible says, Proverbs 23 verse 7, as a man thinketh, so is he. You, you think thoughts of shame, you're going to carry yourself shameful. You, you think thoughts of defeat, you're going to live in defeat. You have to change. We, we'll get there in the weeks, that, uh, in the future. Next week, uh, Father's Day, and we'll talk about the second part of it. Uh, crowned with glory and honor, and we are going to speak about men of honor. What it means, how to be a man of honor. What that honor means is also, by the way, that word honor means weight. It's like a signet ring of a king or the scepter of a king. That's the honor that God talks about. He's crowned you with glory and honor. Signet ring, scepter. It's all about rulership. You don't see a king that, 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 that lives in defeat. He sits on a throne. Well, Jesus is the king of kings. Who do you think those kings are? You are the kings. He is king of kings. He's not king of beggars. He's king of kings. Come on. The Bible says he made us kings and priests. Revelation chapter 1. We are kings. We were created in his image. So if you're born in, in, in uh, Prince Charles' bloodline, Thank God I'm not. You are royalty. So you were born in the, into the bloodline of King Jesus. Huh? So your culture says one thing, your mommy says one thing, your religion says one thing. Because religion never teaches you who you are in Christ. Religion also always teaches you you're a nobody. 
the poor or the holier. Nothing can be further from the truth. Show me anywhere in the Bible that says poverty glorifies God. Poverty is a curse and poverty should be eradicated from society. He doesn't mean if you are poor this morning that you've done something wrong, but it means you can live in a squatter camp girl and you can put a crown of glory on your head. You can carry yourself like a king. You can carry yourself like royalty because your thoughts will take you out of that squatter camp, out of that place of lack and defeat and you will bring the blessing of God back to that place in Jesus' name. Some of you know what I'm talking about. 20 years ago, you were living in poverty. Today, you're living a blessed life. Who made the difference? Well, maybe you, 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 you signed a contract with a politician, corruption. Maybe that got you out. But most of us, it's God. Oh, come on, man. I say most of us, it's God. Amen. You found God. And I, I've never seen in the Bible, God finds somebody and God leaves somebody where they are. If you're broke, God's going to heal you. If you are troubled, God's going to set you free. If you are bound, He's going to deliver you. If you are sick, He's going to heal you. If you have no dream, He's going to give you a dream. If you are lonely, He's going to love on you. God never, ever, 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 ever leaves anybody where He finds them. He always takes them to a better place, to a higher place. He first works in you, then He works through you. He first heals you, then He calls you to be a blessing. Okay. Come on, child of God. We're not going to settle. God's been good to us. And it's time for us to demonstrate His goodness to people all around us so they can glorify our God. But we have to carry that crown of glory. That crown of glory says, for the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. We're not going to walk around like the sad, sorry, sullen, sucking our thumb people. We are going to walk around as happy, as blessed, as highly favored as the people of God and people are going to see a shine upon us, a glow upon us because of the goodness of our Lord. Because when I think about His goodness and all He's done for me, I've got to praise, 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 praise all night. Come on, CRC Sunday morning, Turban. Give Him a praise, Bloemfontein North. Give Him a praise this morning. Come on, you are not a tombstone. You are not in a grave. You are alive this morning. So praise Him as people that are alive in Christ, in Jesus' name. Come on, hallelujah. Everything about Christianity is, 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 is to journey with God and to walk with God and to follow Him and to never lose yourself in the, in, in the journey. You don't, you, when you're in the valley, you don't forget who you are. You, you keep that crown of glory which radiates God's goodness back to Him firstly and then to everybody else. When... You should be quitting. People look at you and say, why isn't she quitting? Because she's crowned with glory and honor. She's not forgotten. This is but for a moment. These trials, these afflictions are for a moment. This too shall pass in Jesus' name. I'm walking through this valley. I'm not camping. Come on. So number three, the crown of glory. And you better get ready for this. Some people aren't ready for that. That's your problem. Every young sports person has a dream to play for the national team. So you should have a dream for greatness. Not arrogance, but greatness. Because God created you to be great. great. God is great and His children are great. I don't think you ever tell your child, I'm great, but you're terrible. 
it's a contradiction. If, if, you, if, you have, if you're a great businessman, you see those people as great children. If, you, if you're confident in yourself, you raise your kids to be confident, right? That's what Jesus said, love people as you love yourself. You don't love yourself, you won't love people. You don't feel good about yourself, you don't want other people to feel good about themselves. You carry an image of inferiority, you don't want anybody else to carry the image of Christ. You actually rep, uh, repel because your treasure, your paradigm, your filters that control you, your thinking patterns are not in line with God's Word. So we have to get our thoughts straightened out. Because some of you are having a problem with this message. And the question is why it's good news. It's God who says, hey, I created you in my image. I, create, I, create, I created you for dominion. I created you for rulership. What, what do you want to be? You want to be a slave? You want to be a beggar? No, God says you weren't created as a beggar. You were created as my son, as my daughter. But we think like beggars. So when somebody says you can be a king, you say, I don't believe it. Well, that's fine. You stay there. But we're going to have to move on into the greater things that God has for us. Television audience, so good to have you with us. God bless you. Keep that crown of glory on your head. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. So number three, quickly. There are eight things. I'm at number three. The crown of glory will bring prominence and importance into your life. So there can be a thousand estate agents, but at some stage, people are going to not see the other billboards. They're going to see you. You don't have to believe it. That's fine. There are businesses, there are people in the same field. Some succeed and others don't. What's the difference? They have the same qualification, same education. And sometimes people with uh, less potential do better because the expectation is different. They carry themselves differently. They believe differently. They expect things to happen. They don't wait for things to happen. They expect these things to happen. They expect breakthrough. They expect. And as a Christian, we can I don't care who says what about you. If God has blessed you, nobody can stop it. If God's favor is upon your life, it will open doors. It's a matter of time. It's going to open doors. People might say, I don't believe it. I don't care. You believe it and it's going to happen for you. You're cynical, you go without. You doubt, you go without. God says, I've crowned you with glory, with weightiness, with substance, with importance. So please carry yourself differently. Stop looking to, at your toes when you walk around. Straighten your, your, your back, lengthen your gait. You know, you can walk in a, uh, uh, you can go sit in a shopping center. I love to watch people and you see people who walk confidently and you see people who don't. I don't mean it unkindly. You see a rugby player when he runs on the rugby field, uh, uh, a tennis player, we see it. We see the way people carry themselves. Now we understand there's the arrogant side, but we are God's children. We're in the world, not of the world. We hail from God. We have God on the inside of us. We don't live with an apologetic attitude. We carry ourselves with dignity because we reflect the glory of God, amen. And we give God the glory. We give Him the praise. We give Him the recognition. We're not doing God any favor if we can do God a favor by just settling for anything in life. No, 
I mean, there's not a parent here today that will be happy with a child that at 28 is still staying in your house, not working, not going anywhere, not amounting to anything. That father at some stage is going to get frustrated with that boy, right or wrong. Why? Because that son hails from you. And you know that boy can do better than he's doing. Well, I'll tell you this. Your father knows that you can do much better. Your father knows that you can go and do much greater things because the Bible says the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Oh, come on, I wish I can activate somebody today to get sick and tired of complacency, sick and tired of mediocrity, tired of being Joe Average, tired of just being a nobody. I pray that God will put a hunger in you for glory and for honor, that you will chase God through your darkest hour and you will begin to see the goodness of God, the blessing of God, the favor of God. I believe it with all my heart in Jesus' name that the church is going to experience a time of unusual favor. Unusual favor will be upon people that honor God and worship God and serve God there will be unusual favor and the jealous brothers won't be able to do anything about it in Jesus name because they cannot kill your dream they cannot stop you they can take your coat but they cannot take your glory because your glory comes from God God said I created you in my image and I crowned you with glory and honor. I've put my weight upon you. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. God reclothed this church with power, with honor and with glory. And they changed the world right side up, upside down. They had favor with God and with the community. We have to get ready for this. And not just see revival as some manifestation in church. That manifestation when God comes upon somebody's to remind that person and to refresh the person, revive the person and to put weight on that person again and say, get busy with what I created you to do. Joshua, stand back for no man. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given unto you. Dominion in Jesus' name. Walk in dominion. You created him for dominion. No man shall be able to stand it. Oh, they will try, but they will come to nothing. They will plot and scheme, but it means nothing. Because God will give you favor and, and, and God will anoint you. And your cup will run over. I said your cup will run over. Your cup will run over. And God's goodness and God's mercy will follow you all the days of your life. In Jesus' name, say amen. So, I have to go, but I feels like we haven't started yet. Leaving you hanging. I only found out this week in Johannesburg that people that date today call themselves vibers. What a funny word. People are vibing. Some vape, some vibe. Just vibe with a, with a viber. Vibe with a holy viber. Not with a viper. Because the viper will take you away from God and steal your glory. So you want to vibe, vibe with a Christian. You want to vibe, vibe in church. Huh? Don't date unbelievers. Bible actually instructs you not to date an unbeliever. 
It says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Somebody doesn't love God, don't date them. Because they're going to steal the light of Christ out of you. Get serious about your relationship with God. God is serious about you, but you need to take your walk serious. So that God can take you where God wants you to go. So, so sometimes people are partially surrendered and then they say, well, I don't believe in this teaching. No, you're not fully surrendered. That's why it's not working in your life. He says, if you love me and obey me and follow me, this will happen. So you love God more than anything else. You obey Him, His Word, and you follow Him. God says, this will be the result. So, so it's very easy to say, I don't believe this. Well, let's look at your life. How you love God, how you obey God, and how you follow God. Because it's impossible not to go from glory to glory if you meet those requirements. Impossible. Because God's not a liar. So we want to criticize the teaching rather than self-reflect. And justify where we are rather than say, okay, God, you want me to be there. How am I going to get there? God says, okay, let's start with who you are, your identity, and let's start with what you are carrying, your thought life, what's going on in your mind. Let's recrown you with glory, with thoughts of glory, thoughts of victory, thoughts of blessing, thoughts of peace, thoughts of righteousness, thoughts of joy. Because as you think, so you are. Let's get the mind under the control of the Holy Ghost again. And, and not think defeat thought. Remember, you can't be neutral. There is no such thing as neutral. Everybody here believes something. So this message I preached this morning, you either believe it or you don't. There's no neutral ground. If you sit here while I teach God's Word and question everything which is scriptural, you have a problem. Not my teaching is wrong. Your paradigm, your thinking, your filters in your mind has never been renewed to think according to God's Word. So rather than say, I don't agree, then say, what, what, I, what do I not agree with? Because if it's God's Word, the Bible says, receive with meekness the engrafted Word of God, which is able to save your soul, your thinking. Because until our thinking isn't saved, our lives never will reflect what God has for us. So when, when, I, when I say to you that God wants you to be important, some of you, you repel that. So what do you want to be? Huh? You're either important or insignificant. So you're okay with being insignificant? Huh? It's a question. Because we have to think. Because you reject importance. What are you accepting? Insignificance. So God created you for insignificance, Right? So you're telling your child every day of his life, you were born to be insignificant, right? Hello? So why are you having a problem with this message? You tell your child you can fulfill your dreams. You, can, you tell your child anything you believe you can accomplish, etc., etc., etc. I mean, a parent that tells a child you're insignificant, that person shouldn't be a parent. Because if you don't believe this, you are saying, I'm believing that. Now I'm saying to you, God says you are important. You say, I don't feel important. Who asked you whether you feel important? I said, you are important. And you need to start thinking you're going to be important. And you need to start carrying yourself as somebody with glory and somebody with dignity and somebody with weight upon your life. 
you have to walk into that job interview as if you own the whole world because your daddy owns the universe and you're a child of your daddy. You have to walk in there not with an apologetic victim entitlement mindset. You have to walk in there as an owner. And if they don't employ you, they're losing out. You don't go hang your head after that. You say, God's got something better for me. Hallelujah. They just don't recognize the God's glory upon my life. They don't recognize who I am. You carry yourself different and you will see how doors will open for you in Jesus' name. Nobody wants to do business with somebody that is not confident in what they sell. As a matter of fact, people will pay more if the person they do business with is believable. Who wants to go to a heart specialist and he walks in there and he says, you know, I'm just going to try and do my best here. You know, I don't know how I got here, but, um, you know, I'm actually very insignificant. I said, okay, I'm just going to go to the toilet quickly. But I promise I'm gone. Mm. Or you go to the advocate who has to defend you and he says, uh, you know, um, let's just see, um, you know, um, I don't really believe in myself, but, um, you know, um, Mm, ah, ah, mm, mm. Yeah, now make it plain as that. Now you're thinking again. Because we either accept what God says, in spite of how we feel, in spite of where we are. Joseph never lost his crown of glory and favor when his brothers stripped it from him, when they tried to kill him. And he was sold naked as a slave and ended up in part of his house. Yes, the key, the Lord was with him. He walked with God and God favored him. And then he went to prison, the Bible says, and the Lord was with him. And that's what Moses cried out for. He said, Lord, let your presence go with me. So how will the people know we are different? Because of your presence. Because listen, your presence is not to put a halo over your head on a Sunday. It's not to make you shake and quake in a service. The presence of God is to empower you to put weight upon your life, to put significance upon your life, to put excellence and wisdom and honor and dignity and favor in the, and importance in the name of Jesus. Family, while we remain in a place of worship for a moment, with every head bowed and every eye closed. What an amazing sermon Pastor preached this morning. And many of you have the desire to walk with that crown again. But maybe you used to serve God, but you drifted away and you put that crown down and you wear the crown of, the crown of shame and you've lifted it and you left. Maybe like that prodigal son and he said to his father, give me my inheritance and he left. Maybe you never knew God before, but today, God is speaking to you. He is ministering to your heart. There's uneasiness. There's a feeling that you feel that your tummy is in a knot. But that is God speaking to you. Because as we heard this morning, that we need to walk as children of God. Then we have that crown. Maybe some of you are desiring that crown, but you've never served Him. Maybe you are part of a church. Maybe you've got a membership somewhere. But you're not in living relationship with God. Please can no one move around. As every head is bowed and every eye closed and believers praying. And you're saying to God, God, I want to come back. I need you more than I ever thought in my whole life. Maybe you used to have that relationship. And this morning, you have a desire to come back. Come on, there's nothing that you've done yesterday that can separate you from the love of God. He is waiting with open arms this morning. 
Or maybe you're standing in this place and you're not even sure if heaven is your home, but you would love to make sure. We want to give you that opportunity. In a moment, quietly, wherever you are, I'm going to ask you just to lift your hand, to slip it up and say, God, I'm coming back to you. If that is you, slip your hand up now in Jesus' name. Come on, hands are being lifted all over. Thank you on the balcony. Thank you on the flank, here at the bottom blocks. Come on, if that is you, just quietly, while no one is looking around, you just say, God, I need to come back. I'm putting up my hand because I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. Oh, I'm running back as a prodigal son, as a backslider. I've drifted away. Things have maybe taken the place of Christ in your life. But this morning, God is calling you back. Or you would like to get heaven to be your home. Come on, if that is you, quietly put up your hand now. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you lifted it, you can put it down fast. There's some of you that are wrestling this morning. Come on, do not leave this building. In Jesus' name. Come on, about five years ago, there's a guy that came and he got saved here. And as he left, he passed away here by the robot, by Solomon Maslongo and Linwood. And I got to the accident scene first and I found the booklet of him that gave his life to Christ. We have no promise of tomorrow. We don't want to install fear, but we want to tell you that it is real, this life and the afterlife. And we need to decide. He just made it. Literally two hours afterwards, he passed away. And if that is you, just lift up your hand if you would like to come back to God. Just close your eyes. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you're going to pray to God and you're going to ask Him today to forgive you. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. And Lord, I thank you that you died for all my sins. Lord, I believe that you rose the grave from the grave and that you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, that from today I choose to accept your mercy and grace towards me. I thank you, Father, that I'm brand new today, that all this past and the new has come. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.